your host, Harmony Patton, aka the Paleo Ballerina. And if you want to heal your skin from the inside out, you've come to the right place. This is Glow From Within Podcast. I'm so excited you're here. I can hardly contain myself. Welcome back. And if you're a new listener, then welcome. Today, I'm chatting with Carly Barrett of Skin Juice Organics, and I recently have just become obsessed with their products. Everything is handmade by Carly with the purest ingredients, so you never have to worry. You guys are asking me all the time about the topical aspect of clearing your acne, so we have a ton of amazing answers in here for you. I cannot wait for you to listen. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome, Carly. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm so glad that you're able to be here. Uh, So let's just go ahead and dive right in. I would love if you could just tell us a little bit about who you are and uh, what led you to where you are right now. Yeah, sure. So as I told you, I have a four-year-old. So he was born October of 2014. Um, But leading up to that, I'm very sensitive as it is to smells. Um, So leading up to that when I was pregnant, I was already extremely nauseous during those first few weeks. Um, And then using topical products, um, and I had pretty expensive products. I had like a Chanel body wash. I had some other normal products you'd buy at Target um, or any drugstore. But every single one of them made me so sick. So I started getting rid of them. I just couldn't use them at all. And then I started formulating my own products. So I was just mixing some oils here and there and kind of figuring out, well, what works and what doesn't, and then adding essential oils to determine the smell that was not going to make me feel sick. Um, A little shortly after that, I joined the Maryland University of Integrative Health um, as an herbalism student. And that's in Laurel, Maryland. Um, And from there, as I was in the product design concentration, um, and as we were taking classes, we would have medicine making classes, and we were learning how to infuse herbs into oils, making salves, creams, all kinds of things. But we were also taking science classes. I had to take a physiology class and an anatomy class. Um, I So I ended up changing my concentration from product design over to clinical herbalism, but I still had all of that information from the product design. So I took that knowledge and I brought it to my products because if you're using the herbs and infusing them in the oil, you're going to have a stronger oil because you're getting all of those potent um products from the plant right into the oils. So I started doing that and then kind of changing the products to make it herbal based. Yeah. And I think, I think it's so awesome. I think one of my favorite things actually is, um, on your Instagram stories when you share like the herbs in the oils, like it's just so cool seeing the herbs being infused in the oils. And I'm like, Oh my God, that's so cool. Like, <laughs> I'm- yeah, and it's really interesting because when I started doing it, I didn't realize, so plants have phytochemicals mm-hmm. and it's in our food as well. Those phytochemicals are what make the changes in our body. So some are astringent are some are antibacterial antioxidant, and the different phytochemicals have other properties that can change color. So when I started using a one herb in my golden oils, they started changing to be green. And when I was doing more research about it, it's because those herbs had this phytochemical that is blue in nature. So with the golden, it was making mm. this really beautiful green color. So it's fun to see it over time because it just keeps getting darker and darker into a green as time goes on. Wow. Yeah. And I mean, nature is just so beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> you know, as like silly as that sounds, but seriously, like it's really cool how natural things like have have these colors to them. And yeah, I just, I love it. Um, and I think also it's interesting, you know, how you were so sensitive. I That's like one of the things I forget about a lot, how sensitive to smells you are when you're pregnant. It's like intense. Yeah. And oh. I, from my baby shower, I had a bunch of Johnson and Johnson oh. and oh my gosh, I was like, nope, we cannot use these. It's mm-hmm. horrible. Even after I gave birth, I yeah. just, I knew you know that they're bad, but when you smell them, it's like, oh, I can't use this because I can just feel it 
yeah. being so toxic to me. Yeah, and I think especially once you remove all those toxic things from your life, you know, whether it's from your beauty or even just from like household cleaners and things like that, once you remove it, when you smell it, it's like, you're like, how how was I around this before and did I not, like how did I not notice it? It bothers me so much now. Yeah, and when I was starting to formulate, so I was formulating in 2014 um, and I was working for a supplement company, uh, mostly for animals. It's natural supplements and they did it for dogs and horses and then they had some for people. So I was starting to learn more about a natural lifestyle because at that point, I didn't really even know that animals, as much as I've been around them, use supplements. Yeah. Um, so when I saw how big of a difference that made in a lot of them were herbal based, and then I just had a lot of time sitting at a computer and I was able to do a lot of research, you just find out how more effective and important those plants are to your body, whether yeah. topical or adjustable. Yeah, it's... It's so interesting. And obviously, I'm much more knowledgeable in the, you know, in ingesting side. I'm not too knowledgeable on the topical side because for me with clearing my skin, I mean, I just went the simplest, absolutely like the simplest route ever, just using plain grapeseed oil uh, and then some apple cider vinegar toner occasionally. Um, and I mean, really, that's, that, that's it. <laughs> like I didn't use anything really uh so with that being said though i think that we can really kind of like speed up the healing process and not just you know because it's not just about clearing acne of course a lot of my listeners do struggle with acne but it's really about you know like hydrating the skin and nourishing the skin from the outside as well as the inside um and i got the inside part down but the outside is where you know i'm like still not the best. Uh, so I know that you went and studied herbalism. So what what made you want to do that? Like what got you interested in herbs? Um, honestly, I don't know. So <laughs> the most, I, so I buy a lot of my herbs from Mountain Rose Herbs. They're yes. out of Oregon. Yep. They have if, if your listeners don't know what it is, like, it's so great just to, you could buy four ounces, you could buy five pounds, like, you have so much flexibility, and I was looking at the website, I found it, and honestly, I don't even know why I was looking for it, um, but I was, I found the website, and I was looking through it, and I was like, wow, this is so cool, like, I didn't know people use all of these herbs for this stuff, like, this is so fun and fascinating, and I bought some things, and um, they had like a whole discount area and I was, and it said student discount, I said, student discount. And so then it said like all these different herb schools and I'm like, people mm. go to school for herbalism? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I looked at Maryland and we have um, a school here. It was originally called Thai Sophia, but now it's the Maryland University of Integrative Health. And they have everything from herbalism and product design to acupuncture. Um, you can get a master's in yoga. You can do nutrition, um, counseling. They just started their um, naturopathic doctor certification. Wow. Um, as well as oriental medicine. Like, they have everything. It's really cool. That's amazing. Yeah. So I applied and I got in and that's what I've been doing. I'm finishing up their own trimester. So I just finished um, the first last the last first trimester of the year so I finished after this year that's so exciting yeah man yeah you just learn more like each class you just learn a little bit more about what you use the herbs for um and like how to integrate them in different oils and there's so many different methods whether you have a just a typical tea or you have a decoction which is like a more potent tea or you have a cold infusion, which you put in cold liquid and it sits overnight or at least four hours. Um, or you have the salve, which is in the oil and then mixed with beeswax. Um, or the tincture, which is in alcohol or glycerin or water, just depending on which method you want to take it. Um, so there's just so many different forms. And I also like that they integrated the physiology and the anatomy classes too. So that's been fun. Yeah. So how, like, for instance, again, you know, a lot of the women on here are 
trying to heal their skin. Um, so of course, you know, we can put on salves or take tinctures and I'm, I personally am partial to tinctures. I really like tinctures. Um, but really like what is the difference between, you know, the different modalities, like putting it on topically versus, you know, taking it internally, things like that. Like how, what's the difference, I guess, in the way that our body processes the herbs? Right. Um, I think it depends on what you're trying to affect. So mm. say you wanted to help cleanse your liver, you're going to want to do something ingestible. So you'll take a tincture or a tea of dandelion milk thistle. You're going to work, look for herbs that are, um, healthy to the liver. Um, same with the lymphatic system. But when you're looking to clear eczema, um, or rosacea, you could always do both, um, to help if there's something more going on, um, inside your body, you're going to want to fix that as well. Because just fixing one or the other is not going to be completely effective. So I like to do things topically, especially if you have super dry skin, um, because you want to target those skin cells topically as well. But if you have a slow circulatory system or a slow lymphatic system, you also want to do something internally just to help it all keep moving so that your cells have a better chance of regenerating quicker. Yes. Yeah. And I'm a, yeah, I'm really, really big into that, you know, just always providing your body with kind of just like the tools and outlets that it needs that it doesn't really get just in standard day-to-day life, you know, by doing things like dry brushing and oil pulling and just kind of giving your body the opportunity to like detox and regenerate and heal by doing those little things every day. So I really love that you mentioned all of that. Um, And and I want to add too, for people that are just starting out in something like this, you know, all of that can be so much work and almost overwhelming that they don't want to start. So even if you just start with one thing and maybe you just start with a serum topically, um, when people start my products, you know, I want to say recommend everything because I love everything for different purposes, but I'll say just start with the mist and the serum. Yeah. Um, because it gets you a slow transition and then you start getting, oh, okay, I can do this. This is not, not too big of an issue to mix into my routine. And the same would be for herbs. You could do something topically or if you feel like you really have slow circulation and lymphatic, maybe you start internally and maybe you just take a tea um, three times a day or a tincture three times a day, something that's going to ease into your routine because we're all busy and it can be hard to keep up on something regular. Yeah, definitely. And the thing is that really, I think especially with natural healing, it's kind of about the long game. It's about that long-term consistency. Like doing these things, even just temporarily, is only going to give you so much benefit or definitely doing them just occasionally temporarily is only going to give you so much benefit. Um, So yeah, I think that's a really interesting point as well. And especially with, you know, the skincare stuff that you have. Um, and I definitely have learned that, you know, I have to take it slow before we started recording. Uh, we were talking about your products that I use and, you know, how I have been going really slow with everything and especially from the beginning. So how, what is your opinion on purging and especially in regards to like switching topicals from conventional to say like natural what's your opinion on purging and how long does it last and does it have to happen what's your opinion on all of that purging as in getting rid of products or purging yeah purging as in your skin purging like breaking out really badly when you switch to natural natural products versus conventional products that you've been using right um I think it depends on the person. Like for me personally, I could switch to something like I could switch back to Aveeno tomorrow and I would not have a problem. Mm. Um, And then, and then switch back to my products and it would just, it wouldn't make a difference. Um, But if you have more sensitive skin, um, I would definitely try, you know, one product that you like and swap it out for something you've already been using and see how your skin changes or adapts to it. If it, does break out or um 
maybe it gets dry, you know, you kind of, it's going to depend to each person. Um, so some people will say, just get rid of all of your conventional products. And you could, if you, before you even start trying a natural skincare routine, maybe you get rid of all of your conventional stuff. Anything that could be toxic to your skin, just get rid of it and use water for um, a week and see what happens to your skin. Maybe you don't have any breakouts or maybe you break out a lot, but if you keep going at it, your skin will kind of cleanse itself um, and then add in the natural products and see how they alter it. Yeah. You know, it, and it, some people with acne or rosacea or eczema, they like the products that could be more harmful. They, for some reason, it works right. for them. So people are always don't want to change because they're oh, yeah. afraid yes. that, stop, that it's going to go back. Yep. But I think if you find a better alternative, it might still help the same way. Yeah. And I think because um, like even with your products, I definitely love them. Um, but, you know, like the first couple times, like I noticed just some really small things, like just really small like pimples um, that I know are just from the fact that <laughs> – you know, I had been neglecting my skin topically, so it was kind of dry. And, you know, that I'm all of a sudden like, oh, here's like all this moisture and stuff in my skin. I was like, what do I do with this again? Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I feel like there's – and like you said, I, all of our skin is so different. My skin topically is so sensitive. So – and that's definitely a problem that I come across with a lot of my clients, you know, because when they come to me, they're usually on conventional – skincare and the topical stuff is the last thing that I do because usually when we start switching the topicals is when like the purging kind of really starts to rear its head um, because also I mean as I'm sure you know most acne products are drying you know they're trying to stop the production of sebum they're trying to stop oil production and then eventually that stops working because your skin overcompensates and so and that's a big thing that I see is people say well my skin is oily so I'm afraid to use oil-based products yes yeah yep but your skin needs that natural barrier so our skin is made up of all these different layers and it the outside layer is a big protection for the inside layer but your skin cells are constantly I mean, essentially, the top of your skin is just dead skin cells, and they are constantly falling off and then regenerating over and over again. Um, so they are a natural fat layer to protect everything on the inside, and you need that oil there to help protect it. So when you stop, um, when you dry it and you make it extremely stringent, that's what you get that tight feeling in your skin. Mm -hmm. And then your skin is like, oh my gosh, like I need more moisture. It's like being thirsty, like, oh, you need a lot of water now. Yeah. Um, so then it starts to make all this oil and then you end up getting on those clogged pores and more acne and your skin looks really oily. But our products, what they'll do is they'll balance that oil ratio on your skin so that your your skin won't feel the need to make more oil it'll balance the ph out and the herbs really help with balancing the ph yeah which i think is just so so great because yeah for me as well it's interesting because obviously i also was scared of using oils for a long time until i switched to oil cleansing um and at first i was oil cleansing with coconut oil and that really did not work for my skin but once i switched to the grapeseed oil it made such a huge difference and i mean like it just it just really balances your skin like you don't need moisturizer anymore you don't need like you just don't need all of these extra things to compensate for drying out your skin that's oily and it's oily because you're drying it out and then you have to moisturize because then it gets dry and it's just like such a cycle. Yeah. And a lot of people, you know, we talk a lot about coconut oil. Um, it's very trendy and it's great. I mean, I like coconut oil to eat, but Same. <laughs> for some people it has the reverse effect. Yeah. Yep. I would be one of those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's really great that you did 
try something else and you didn't give up. Yes, yeah. And that's that's just kind of how I am. And I think that's why I succeeded with healing naturally is because, I mean, you know, my before pictures that I share online, that's while I was like oil cleansing with coconut oil and I was eating paleo and like I was doing all of the things. So, um, you know, I think part of the reason that I succeeded was because I had the strong belief and persistence and I just kept going with it and like making tweaks and just trying to figure out like what the missing piece was and everything um, without giving up on it. Uh, And I really do think that's key. You know, you just, there's no turning back once you've made a true decision. Um, Now, I'd like to ask you a little bit about your rollers, which like, ah, they're so dreamy, the beautiful rose quartz and everything. Oh my God. Anyway, um, so I have some of my clients who will use oil-based products, but they feel like their skin has a hard time to absorb the oils and they're still dealing with like some dryness, things like that. So I've read a little bit about rollers being good for helping the skin to absorb the oils. Can you just tell me a little bit more about how these rollers work and what the different stones are good for? Yeah, sure. So I actually like, have you seen the gua sha boards? And yes. I have them on my site. Yes, I've seen them. I prefer the gua sha boards over the rollers. Huh. Um, they're essentially the same thing. They're the same stone, um, the rose quartz. But the rollers can break easily because they have the metal pieces on them. So depending on how much you're using them, um, the pressure you're applying, sometimes just the just the stone, um, roller in general because each one is handmade. So, you know, some might be more sensitive. And then if you're cleansing it um, on a regular basis after you use it, you know, it has wear and tear. Whereas the board is not. It's just one piece of stone. There's nothing to break unless you drop it. And I have dropped some of them and they don't always break. Just depends on how hard you drop it. <laughs> and um, it also, you can apply more pressure with the board. So I love the board to use for my face in the same way you would use the roller. But gua sha is a really great massage technique. So you can use that board on your neck. You can use it on your back. I've used it on my arm to release any fascia, um, especially mm. like this past weekend, I was product making and my arm was killing me in my hand. So I was really using that to release the fascia. Um, mm. So it's great for so many purposes that I feel like it's almost worth the investment more than the roller is. Yeah. The rollers just look a little prettier. Right. <laughs> but um, so they both work the same way. When you apply the serum to your skin, um, you go in an upwards motion, um, except down your jawline, because that's where you're going to have all those lymph nodes. So you're pushing that lymph towards your heart. And um, it's going to just help your skin absorb the serum because you're essentially pressing it in, but the stone isn't going to absorb the serum like your fingers were Mm. and uh, it's just going to work in a better way to really press the serum into your skin absorbs it and it absorbs it like 30 percent more than it would if you didn't um, use the board or the roller so most products when we put them onto our skin a big percentage of them evaporate they don't actually absorb into our skin so you're not even getting the full effect of them natural or not because they're just evaporating off off huh So that's why I like those tools because I've seen a big difference between using my products and one of the tools and using my products without the tools. Your skin just, it just drinks it in more. Um, So I like it for that, but also those tools are going to increase your circulation because they're going to push that blood flow to the top of your skin. It's also going to help renew your skin cells better. So it's going to fill in fine lines. It's going to give you a younger look. And because you're bringing the blood to the surface, you're going to have more of a glowy skin. It's also going to release any muscle tension. So as I was talking about the fascia earlier, um, you're releasing that tension in the muscles. So it's really good for your neck. If you have a desk job, um, if you're carrying a small child around all the time or doing a lot of heavy lifting and work, it's really great to release those muscle tension and it's going to get the lymphatic system moving. So it's going to help aid in that detoxification process and just push everything out. Yeah, that's amazing. So, um, I think I saw on Black Friday you had, was it like a 
blue jade or something was it yes i have so cool. i have the rose quartz i have the blue jade and then um i have the tiger's eye i'm sold out of those now yes and then with the boards i have the rose quartz um they're in stock but the jade the green jade is out gotcha so how would one go about picking the stone like what is the difference between the stones and how would you pick the right one for your skin type so with the um, rose quartz, the rose quartz, each stone kind of has its own thing, its own meaning, its own vibration, um, its own benefits. The rose quartz helps, has a slower vibration. So it's going to help slow your skin cells down. Um, and we all know that if we do things more slowly, more consciously, conscious, we are able to do them better and more effective. The same goes for your skin. So when it slows that down, your skin is able to heal better. Um, so a lot of people really like the rose quartz because they feel like it's more healing for their skin that um, it brings out just a better glow. Um, and then rose quartz in general has a feeling of love and being beautiful, self-confidence. Um, whereas the blue jade is also wonderful. Um, it's going to have more of a calming, restorative property. It helps you make more serene um, and just at peace with yourself. So if you take those benefits and kind of figure out what's going to better apply to your life, you know, mm. I, I would say you would do that. Um, it's also personal preference. Some people want, want paint. They don't even care about the benefits. They want pink or they want blue. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. It's all about the aesthetic appeal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the I blue mean, is kind of fun because it's a lot of people don't have the blue ones. Yeah. So they're, yeah. they're pretty. Yeah, and, and I that was great too. It, that was the brown and yeah. Tiger's Eye has um, an affinity for being lucky, so it helps mm. you bring good luck and prosperity. Yeah, I used to have Tiger's Eye earrings, and ironically, I I like lost one of them multiple times. Like I bought, I rebought the earrings multiple times and lost one over and over <laughs> again. Anyway, <laughs> did you ever find them? Uh, I think I still literally own one. <laughs> Yeah. Yep. That's where that's at. Um, so let's talk a little bit about conventional skincare and why someone might want to switch from conventional skincare to a more natural herbal type of skincare. Sure. So um, you're, it'll depend on kind of what your skin is doing. But essentially, even if you have no skin problems, um, just having a natural-based skincare is going to keep out all of the toxins out of your skin, which your skin absorbs everything that you use. So I was listening to a podcast, and um, the woman said that she, for one week, so she tested her body and any kind of toxin levels that were in her bloodstream. She then started using natural products. This is beauty, um, cosmetics, skincare um, for one week. And her levels dropped like 300 points in oh one week God. from changing. Um, and I'll have to find the podcast for you because it was really interesting just to see the little changes she made. Um, and it had nothing to do with food. It was yep. all topical skincare products, the difference that it made from one week of usage. Wow. So when we think of products like Aveeno or Olay or um, Johnson & Johnson, anything like that, you know, they're using just whatever kind is going to be cheapest for them to make. Right. Because they make so many products, they need the cheapest as they can get. And that way they make the biggest return. They are using more synthetic ingredients. So especially fragrances are synthetic. Um, they are using even their vitamin E or their um, different oils, and they might be made with soy or corn, um, gluten, even dairy. Um, it can be GMO. So you have all those things, and if you have a sensitivity to those products, your skin's going to show it, and your body's going to show it. Um, if you don't have a sensitivity to those, um, you're still going to create that buildup of those different chemicals in your body. Yeah, um, it's... 
it's, it really kind of blows my mind because I think, and I, I read something about um, them finding like essentially like plastic while doing autopsies, like not pieces of plastic, but like when they looked at the material of like the organs and stuff, like there was plastic in there and that was primarily from topical things that were being put on because obviously the people weren't just like ingesting plastic. Um, And also I know for women in pregnancy, I was reading another article recently um, about how being exposed during pregnancy to certain synthetic things like um, sulfites and things like that and parabens that it was like linked to kids having a likelihood of having ADHD and like just it's just wild to me and in America especially I mean these things are just not regulated I think there's like 300 items or no there's there's 11 ingredients I think it's 11 it's like very very small ingredients that are banned Mm -hmm. for cosmetic usage I think it's 30 and if I'm remembering correct it's like 30 and then it's like 30,000 in Europe. Exactly. Exactly. Like what what are we doing here? Like how is this okay that we are pumping people full of literally I mean it's poison. Mm-hmm. Like right now I would not be able to sell my products in European market and not because they don't have the ingredients but because I would have to go through a year certification to make sure that all of my um ingredients like from where they came from were regulated and the packaging that I use has to be certified and the labeling I have to, I use a certified and the wording I use, like everything that I do will have to go through a certification process and it'll take about a year to complete before I can be on European markets. Yeah. And I mean, as obviously, you know, as a business owner, as much as that's like kind of frustrating, how amazing is that though? That like, They care that much about what their consumers are getting. Like, this is just one thing in this country that just kind of boggles my mind. Uh, And it it makes me really sad, too, because, you know, a lot of times people, it seems like either there's people who want to clear their skin topically or there's people who are trying to do it naturally with diet and supplements. But the thing is that just diet and supplements is not enough. Like, this topical aspect is really important, and that goes beyond just skincare you know it's the chemicals that we use in our house our dish soap all of these things Even um using plastic bottles yes right the bpa is a hormone disruptor like and that's how a lot of those like the phylates um all of those ingredients that and when you see natural companies and they say no parabens no phylates um those are all endocrine disruptors yes and so, I don't think people realize that as much. Like if you're suffering from fertility issues, yeah. a huge thing would be changing um, the products you're using in your everyday life, not just your nutrition, which would be very helpful, but you need to balance your hormones as well because with all, so many of us have hormone issues, even if you don't even see it. Um, and women are a huge proponent, even men of ages 20s and 30s have such messed up hormones because of the different foods we're ingesting the topical products we're using and the products we're around and just the everyday basis yeah yeah and actually i'm just as you were saying that i was just remembering that in that article that was talking about the link to adhd it was also saying that um women using things with again like parabens and sulfites that it's linked to boys with like very low sperm production and that that's also contributing overall to infertility because men are having as those babies grow up to be men like they're having less sperm production and it all comes back to what products their mom was using when they were pregnant like how crazy is that yeah it's it's totally crazy the one podcast i listen to which is um where the woman was speaking about using the different topical products. Um, her name is Dr. Lindsay Berkson, and she is a hormone guru. She has been the pioneer in the hormone industry, and she will tell you that men should be getting their hormones checked in their 20s and 30s, and 
um, getting hormone replacement therapy and so should women because you know with everything we have going on around us and our environment it's it's changing our bodies yeah it is it is and that's why we see so much infertility these days and I mean I obviously I too like I I have PCOS so it was it was a reality in my life and changing all of the things that I did like I don't think doing just one of those things would have made the difference like I had to do all of the different things to not just clear my skin but to get my hormones functioning again to have a period again like to be able to conceive a child all of that like it all played into it and it's yeah it just kind of blows my mind you know we don't take a lot of these decisions very seriously as we just go through life we just kind of do things you know as they come and go but it it's affecting everything (laughs) totally agree (laughs) yeah um okay so let's see so when it comes to healing acne specifically what are your favorite herbs or what herbs do you feel can have a big impact when it comes to not the scarring aspect or the redness necessarily, but, you know, like the reducing of inflammation and um, like treating the actual pimples. Right. So um, while I haven't labeled any of the products for a certain skin type, um, I think the youth potion has more for mature skin because it's filled with a lot of omegas to help um, as we get older, our skin starts to lose a lot of those. Um, and then, but everything else is pretty much for all skin types. So I would say any of my products can be used for acne and they both, they all have chamomile and, um, the yarrow in them, which is great for being an antibacterial and anti-inflammatory and is kind of widely used for acne. Um, and that's the uh, yarrow is actually what turns the oil green. Mm. So it has a lot of fun properties. Um, the attuned balm is also another good one because the helichrysum and the blue tansy are very strong and known for their healing abilities. So they're going to kind of attack from an inflammatory uh, purpose and kind of help bring that inflammation down and heal the skin. There are, and I originally, so my products have changed since when I originally formulated to what I have now. Um, but I did originally have a serum called the Pimple Blaster. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it used um, black cumin seed oil. Mm. And it used uh, put essential oil. Both are they have a very interesting smell. Um, it almost smells a little medis like medicinal, mm-hmm. very like medicine. Um, but it was really great for being antibacterial, antimicrobial, and um, in- anti-inflammatory. So I know you and I have been talking about some acne products, and those are the two that I probably want to bring back to put into a product. Yeah. That sounds because amazing. they are so good for fighting pimples. But I think anything, you know, just doing something and doing it on a consistent basis is going to make a difference. Um, and I've talked on social media and in my emails about the hydration and the moisturization. So using a good mist and a serum is really going to make a difference. Um And I was also thinking something like colloidal silver is going to help because that helps with healing. That was another one I was thinking about for a mist would be really good um, to add on to your acne to heal it up. Yeah, that would be amazing. Um, So can you talk to us a little bit about the purpose of like what is the difference between a mist and a toner? Because I think, you know, generally people think of cleanser, toner, moisturizer, right? So um, I know you have your cleansing grains, the clean spirit grains, um, and then you have obviously your serums, then you have your mists. Can you kind of explain like what the purpose of each one is and how they would come into a skincare regimen? Sure. So if you were to use all of the products in one routine, you would start with the 
cleansing oil. That's the purifying elixir. So you do that with dry skin. And I know that seems really weird, but um, whether you have makeup on or you don't have makeup on, you add the oil to your skin and then in circular motions, you rub it in. You take your makeup off. You um, just really get into your skin using your fingertips. Since oil attracts oil, it's going to pull out any excess oil in your skin. Um, and it's also going to attract any of that makeup that you have and allow it to easily come off. Um, I know some people have used, you know, coconut oil to remove makeup. It's kind of got the same purpose where it's going to break down the makeup and you're just going to be able to wipe it right off. So a lot of times I'll do that before I get in the shower um, because then it's really easy to cleanse my whole face. So I'll do the oil, get in the shower, and then rinse it all off with warm water. Um, from there, you could add in the cleansing grains. So the, in the purifying elixir, oil, cleansing oil can be used every day. Then the cleansing grains, the clean spirit, I would say one to three times a week, depending on your skin type. And then do you wear a lot of makeup every day or do you work outside? Um, you know, do you work out constantly and you're sweating? So it just kind of depends on what your skin's doing and how it feels. Um, and then you just, they're dry. So you add it to your palm, add a water, depending on your consistency that you want. And then circular motions, rub it in, remove any of the excess purifying elixir. Um, if any makeup didn't come off, it helps exfoliate your skin. It's great for sensitive skin because you it hasn't had any irritation for you, correct? No, no. I actually, I love the cleansing grains. Like my skin feels so nice afterwards. I mean, I, I love all of it, honestly, but... <laughs> Yeah, it's really gentle, and I think a lot of people get afraid to use it because they think, like, a grain, it's going to be harsh. Yeah, and it's not. And the yeah. little – I love the little pieces of lavender. Like, you can see the little pieces of lavender in there. I'm like, oh, my God, this is amazing. <laughs> and it smells so good, too. It does. <laughs> and so that'll help. Um, it has kaolin clay in it, which is um, – pulls out toxins out of the skin. So that's really great, especially if you're in an environment where you are exposed to toxins, you know, that's going to be awesome. It has marshmallow root, which starts to thicken as you let it sit longer in the water. Um, and the marshmallow root, so it gets slimy almost, and it'll attach to your skin and then it helps heal the skin back together. So that would be a great one for people with acne, um, just to to help heal those spots. From there, um, after you've done cleansing your skin with the, the grains, dry your skin off, um, and then you mist it with the rose mist. So the Blissful Dew has pink rose water, it has white rose water, it has aloe leaf juice, and then the cotton thistle extract. Um, cotton thistle has been scientifically studied and it's proven to help with anti-aging. So that's why I added to get a little bit in there. Um, but the rose water and the aloe leaf juice are both hydrating um, and they're going to just kind of lift up the skin and bring the water aspect into your face. If you use a toner, um, we, it's a little bit different than a mist because it's going to be more drying um, it's an astringent so we think of witch hazel or apple cider vinegar um, and that's going to tighten your skin cells that's kind of what an astringent does it tones it tones the cells it, it constricts them um, whereas the mist is going to be more hydrating and so from the mist um, you would leave that on wet and then you add it in the serum because that water and the serum, the oil is going to mix and it's really going to penetrate the skin a little bit deeper. And then you're, you're getting all of that hydration and the moisturization. So the mist will hydrate. It won't moisturize. The serum won't hydrate, but it'll moisturize. So you really do need both. And that's why mm. I recommend both at the same time, um, versus one or the other. Gotcha. Now, and at that point, if you had, say, like a roller or something, you would probably, exactly. after putting on the serum, right? Like that's when you would roll. Yeah. Yep. So then you use the tool <laughs> after the, the serum. Um, and depending then on what time of the day it is or the, t the season, we have the attuned balm, which is a little bit thicker. So that's a mixture of oils and butters. Um, and I usually use that one at night. Um, but I have used it during the day because the blue tansy, the smell, um, has properties to help you relax and 
decrease anxiety. So if it's a more stressful day, maybe if you have a big meeting or anything, you know, having that on your face, you're going to smell it and it's just going to make you feel a little bit calmer. Um, but I've also mixed it in with a serum and put it on my face. Um, not with the winter, my skin, I wake up and my skin is always so dry. So it's really great to use it um, in the mornings or at night and mix it with a serum. Have fun with it. Yeah, that's, oh, I love it. I love, 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 love it. And I think one of the things that in general I just kind of love about natural skincare is that, you know, it's really like, nourishing the skin versus I think most conventional things it's like stripping you know it's like the cleanser kind of strips and then the astringent like everything's just kind of harsh and then you slap on a moisturizer to put some hydration back in to like put some moisture back in there after you've kind of like stripped everything away and even more so with acne products obviously um so I love company a lot of companies have gotten it wrong and they almost tricked us into thinking that our skin should feel tight after we yeah use, like, after we use products when that's not how we should feel yeah and like just I mean my skin is just entirely different outside of just the acne you know I did have some very brief moments in my life prior to all of this where you know my skin was clear because I was using like some prescription stuff that worked for a little while and then of course stopped working but yeah it's like my skin would be peeling all the time so it's like I was slapping on all of this lotion to try and counterbalance the fact that it was peeling so badly um but hey there was you know no sebum or oils because it was like bone dry um makes you buy more products spend more money yes exactly and then of course it stops working after a while so there's that. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about scarring because I do have a lot of women who deal with scarring. And for me, I mean, you know, I think just doing the oil cleansing and the apple cider vinegar toner, you know, all of that really helped with my scarring. I didn't do anything fancy, but at the same time, you know, I do like I have, and I'm not talking about the textured scarring, but more about pigmentation. Um, you know, I have like a big scar on my temple that I've had for a couple of years, um, which actually it wasn't even like a pimple. It was like some kind of cyst something. And I went to dermatologist and I was like, hey, you know, I thought maybe I had skin cancer. <laughs> I went to dermatologist. It's like the only time I've been to a dermatologist, I think since I was like 18 probably. And I was like, what is happening on my temple? Is this safe? And they're like, oh, yeah, it's just a scar. We can, like, laser it off. But, you know, the laser isn't covered by insurance. And you're going to have to get all of these, like, you're going to have to do a bunch of it, blah, 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 blah. So, yeah. Um, interestingly enough, using your youth potion, I've actually noticed a pretty quick difference. And, I mean, it's still there. Like, it's a big, you know, this, it's like a little monster on my temple. But, um, like, I actually noticed, I feel like it faded this, scar a little bit even within the short period of time and I have no idea if there's anything in there that's even supposed to help with that but it surely seems like that that had happened so I'm curious like not just of your products but in general what do you think is best for really lightening that pigmentation and speeding up the recovery of scarring yeah, and I have a couple of sunspots here on my cheeks, so um, I have noticed them as well to decrease a little bit. I mean, it, that, they didn't go away, so I don't want to say that, but I can see them have faded just slightly. And I think a lot of that is the herbs. Um, calendula and echinacea are both going to be healing um, and that they can start to kind of lighten up those spots. And who knows what to say if you were to use the products for, you know, three or four years con- consistently, if they would even make a bigger difference. Um, but also with the Youth Potion, it has the squalene in it. And it is um, olive-derived, but it has a lot of omegas in it, um, threes and nines. Um, so it can help, you know, put those fatty acids back into the skin, which could help regenerate the skin cells and lighten it. Mm. that and that's like product based um if you were to go outside that I've heard something like microneedling is supposed to be really great again not covered by um, insurance and it is expensive and you have to do like three or four treatments but I've seen people have a lot of good results with doing that and 
I have never done it, so I don't know what they use with it, but I don't think it's very, it's not invasive, and I don't believe they have to use a lot of um, toxic chemicals onto your skin to use it. Yeah, that's actually, that's probably something that you and I should talk about, because um, I have this, <laughs> I interviewed someone on here a little while ago, Sarah, and she's amazing. Um, she fixed her textured scarring by doing microneedling herself at home. Um, oh, she did herself. Yes, yeah. So, and she's amazing. She she shares a ton of great content. Um, but yeah, so I interviewed her on the podcast a while back, and she was talking about uh, the importance of using things like Retin-A as you're doing this. Like, there are certain things that you kind of need to use in order to make it more effective. Um, so... I actually, I have this recipe that I found for kind of like a natural retin-A. Like you use certain oils and essential oils and stuff. Anyway, we don't need to get into all of that right now. But I think that could be actually something interesting to talk to you about. Um, and I feel like that is another product that I have not seen available ever. Like a natural like retin-A, vitamin-A type of thing that could sort of substitute for using, you know, the more toxic version. Right. Yeah, I feel like I've seen one or two. I just don't know, like, to what extent are they natural. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I was looking up the other day um, herbal substitutes for retinol, and there are so many plants that have high amounts of vitamin A. Um, so that is a big thing that people really should look at the switch to um, because it's just going to be a little bit more effective and it's going to be more natural um, and you're not going to have any other side effects with it. And Yeah, yeah. And ret- uh, Retin-A or Retinol, you know, it's it tends to be very drying uh, yeah. when you use the prescription strength and then typically you also need a prescription for it. Um, and right. for me, you know, I'm just, <laughs> I mean, clearly part of the reason that I was so drawn to your products is because I can understand all of the ingredients. Like, that's really big for me. I read ingredients. I'm not, even with my food, whatever it is, like, I'm not so much into the nutrition label. I'm into the ingredients. I want to know what's in it. I want to see everything that's in there. Like, that's really what matters to me. Um, So, yeah, I I think that would be very interesting to kind of explore. Um, Okay, so... There is a movement going on right now that it's the stop the greenwashing um, because there are so many products out there that claim they're natural. Yeah. You can put the natural label on products if they can, if they contain a certain amount of plant material. Yep. But that doesn't mean they don't have those other toxins in there. Um, so then there's green beauty products, which would be more like mine, where there's no extra like I don't use any, um, no other additives, no emulsifiers. It's literally just whole plant products. So you won't find like a, a moisturizing cream in my product line because I there's no way to combine water and oil without using some type of emulsifier. Um, and those really aren't 100% natural. So you really kind of get the serum or I have the balm which is just a ratio of butters to oils together. Yeah, which, and I mean, for me personally, that's what I like. And, you know, for those of you listening, like you, of course, everyone has to make their own choices and decisions with this. I think a lot of times, especially when people are dealing with really intense acne, it's really hard (laughs) to stick to natural things. Um, First of all, I think they just don't feel as, And it's not that they're not effective, but like it doesn't feel as proactive. Whereas when you're using something that's like drying your skin or it's like exfoliating really intensely, it's like you feel like you're like scrubbing at your skin and it's like satisfying, you know? (laughs) Like you feel like you're proactively doing something to fix your skin and to like get rid of these pimples. Whereas like natural things, it's like the opposite, right? It's like let's hydrate the skin. Let's like – Let's provide it with nutrients. Yeah. Yeah, And I will say that there's products that were, you know, more natural that I was using beforehand that um, 
like a like a cream, a regular kind of cream that you would think of. And I actually used to really love it. And I still have some left and every once in a while I'll put it on and I just don't love it anymore because after using a, an oil-based serum, a moisturizing cream uh, just makes my skin feel dry. Like yeah. my skin it either is evaporating or it's partially absorbing, but my skin is not actually moisturized. Like I still feel like I need to put either five more layers of it on or something else. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, your skin cells are just, they know better now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I'll be making stuff, and I really don't like to waste anything. So I will just put it on myself because at least I feel like I'm using it versus just kind of throwing away. So if I get like a little spot on the table, I'm like, oh, I can put this on my face. Oh, I yeah. can put this on my hand. Yeah. And I am so moisturized by the end of the day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, so let's do some quick little rapid fire questions. Um, these are just like, just tell me the first thing that comes to your mind for these. It's not anything crazy. Um, okay, so first one is what is your favorite food to eat in a pinch? Yeah, uh, an apple. An apple. Ooh, what kind of apple? Um, I prefer gala apples, and I actually love to eat it with dark chocolate and coconut oil. So mm. I'll melt them and then eat it, and it's it's a great dessert without like binging on sugar. Yeah, that sounds delicious. Mm. Now I'm getting hungry. <laughs> uh, what is your favorite herb? Um, probably chamomile because I can use it in anything, and I. Well, can drink it straight, and it's delicious. Yeah. Uh, favorite essential oil? Mm. If I'm looking at it, I love the blue tansy. Um, it is so beautifully blue. Um, if I am smelling it, I'd probably go with lavender. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's kind of just like the king, the king essential yeah. oil, you know. <laughs> I love the way lavender smells. Same. Uh, favorite way to boost your mood? Probably really trashy TV like The Housewives. Mm, yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, would you rather drink celery juice or take a shot of apple cider vinegar? Probably celery juice. Because I, I have made um, the fire cider multiple times. That was one of the things we had to do in class. Mm. And I just don't like it. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> yeah. Have I, you had that yet? I, I know of it, but no, I have not. I mean, I, w I would definitely do it. Like, I, I, would, I would drink some. <laughs> <laughs> it's easy to make. So you just look up recipes online. Mm, you know, well, we'll see. <laughs> Okay, favorite book? I just read The Hate You Give, which mm. I loved. And I'm really excited for the movie to come out. Um, but I have always loved um, Malcolm Gladwell's Outliers. I think that book is amazing. I love it. I love it. Okay, well, can you just tell everyone where they can find you, how they can connect with you, all that good stuff? Yeah, sure. So I am on Facebook and Instagram, Skin Juice Organics. The organics is an important part to add. Um, or you can go to the website, skinjuiceorganics.com. Um, and you'll find all of my information. You can send me an email anytime. Um, I am the one and only here. So I will answer your questions personally every time um, or through social media. Awesome. Well, Carly, thank you so, so much for coming on today. This information was amazing. So I hope that everyone listening really took some time to take this all in because there were some really good nuggets in there. I don't know. Maybe we'll, we'll be seeing more of you in the future. Yeah, I would love that. It was fun. <gasps> awesome. Well, thanks again for coming by. Carly has graciously offered you guys an amazing discount. So at checkout, enter code HARMONY15 for an extra 15% off of your purchase. The Rose Quartz Rollers make an amazing Christmas gift. 
And for my one-on-one clients, she is also offering exclusive consultations one-on-one with her. So if you are one of my one-on-one clients, you automatically get access to Carly and a consultation included in your program. If you enjoyed today's episode, it would mean the world to me if you would subscribe, rate, and review the show over in iTunes. It just really gives the show some visibility and it allows more people to hear this message of hope and just knowing that you can clear your skin naturally. Now, for those of you who are ready for more, you're ready to take ownership of your skin. You are done with the limiting belief that your skin cannot be cleared, that you're unlucky, that you're just different. If you're ready to get over that bullshit story, I'm here for you and I would love to help guide you to a place of natural healing and clearer skin. So my coaching for the rest of 2018 is closed, but 2019, I still have openings. If you know you're ready, this is speaking to you. You know this is for you. You know you are ready to own your life, own your skin, and heal naturally, heal your body to heal your skin. This is for you. I'm talking to you. This is your time. Head over to www.thepaleoballerina.com slash programs to see the different programs that I have. I really recommend a six-month program if you're starting from scratch. That is a good amount of time to get a lot of work done, and I see the most success in my clients when they work with me for at least six months. So if you're ready to make the lifestyle switch, let's do this thing, girl. All right. I will see you next time. Thank you again for being here. Over and out.